All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie, topical, as we are recording this three days before the day, is going to be 2001's slasher film, Valentine, directed by Jamie Blanks and starring Denise Richard, David Boreanaz, Mary Shelton, Jessica Capshaw, and Katherine Heigl. Uh, so a couple of big names uh, before they were super, super famous, I guess. Oh, uh, no, David Boreanaz. No, David Boreanaz was, was in his prime. This was David Boreanaz. Yeah, yeah. This is the most popular he's ever been. Yeah, because there is an angel joke a little bit later on that made me laugh a little bit. Wait, there's an angel um, and then joke? Also yeah, it's a... Uh, oh, fuck, I we'll, it. we'll get into this later, but but someone said, oh, he's no angel, but... And then I was just like, ah, eh, ah, eh, ah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was uh, loosely based on a novel by Tom Savage, and I'm going to be honest, I'm completely reading off the Wikipedia summary, but that is something on that run. But basically, this is a slasher film about a slasher following a group of women uh, and the days leading up to Valentine's Day, sending them chocolates and then brutally murdering them on that front on through. Uh, but before we get into that one, Andrew, how the hell are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Uh, you know, also to note, while it is uh, three days before Valentine's Day, it is also uh, the day of Super Bowl Day. Um, oh, yeah. Which means... Taylor Swift's Day, that's right. I, exactly. It's Taylor Swift's Day. It's the uh, the re-premiere of the, um, the, the Knuckles uh, commercial for the Knuckles TV series. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, I, I'm probably not going to watch Super Bowl, but if Alien somehow sneaks in a, an Alien Romulus trailer, you know, I will... Uh, if you guys, if, if, you know, if the, if the world out there, I will watch the Super Bowl, you know, for the next five years, if you guys will give us a Alien trailer during this one. And then I can watch it <laughs> immediately. I, I'm not going to watch it. Are you going to watch it today? Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Uh, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not a Super Bowl guy at all, but I definitely will be checking out the Knuckles trailers because I think one of them is launching and if there's anything interesting that's uh, popping up. I think there was... Um, the Deadpool trailer. I think, I think they got made yeah, yeah, dropped the already. Trailer. I can't... I, I never uh, quite know when they do these early drops if these are like the full shows, are they gonna be different uh during the actual mm-hmm. show? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I never really to me personally, like a Super Bowl party is just like get a bunch of friends together, go for it, but none of my friends are that into football, so we're just like, Yeah, whatever, that's mm-hmm. fine. Who's who's he? I know yeah. it's the Chiefs, I know it's Taylor's Taylor's team. Uh who are they fighting? Mm-hmm. Uh good question. Super Bowl. Actually, oh no, we're a public, we're a public media at this point. Uh, we we can't say Super Bowl. We have to say the big game. Oh, we yeah, have to yeah, go yeah. with Superb Owl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good old. That's actually one of my favorite Reddit jokes. Uh, there's actual the R Super Bowl, and you go in there, and it's just Superb Owl, and that's it. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. It's the uh, yeah, it's the 49ers and the uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. What a, what a yeah. weird name. The 49ers? Yeah. Does, it, does that mean anything? Not not to go too far into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. This, this is way outside my wheelhouse at All this right. point. I, I honestly... I expect I you know. to know these things, Dan. I feel like you, you know more of the actual uh-huh. world than I do. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm quickly trying to find this. Uh, team name is team named after the prospectors who arrived in Northern California in the 1849 gold rush. Oh. Oh, okay, is, cool. so, so is that why Minor people. 49ers called Minor 49er in... Um, 
in Scooby-Doo. Remember Minor 49er? He's like one of the... Yeah, the sure. Guys. We'll go with that. All right. Wow. Wow. We'll go wow. with that. My world expanded. <laughs> um, but, you know, aside from that, one, one good news we do want to uh, mention is, you know, they did announce two Predator films coming out, uh, one of which is a, a sequel to Prey, or that's in the works at least, and the other one is a kind of far future... Uh, they keep, they just said it's in the future. I don't know what that means exactly, but that there's going to be one in the future. Uh, so I'm hoping that means like, may possibly space future because that because I think it's Dan Trachtenberg's directing. Uh, at least uh, he's just directing Badlands, which is going to be the future ones. I don't know what that means mm-hmm. like in the future from Prey or in the future from where we are now. But if they do, that'd be kind of cool because they haven't really gotten a future Alien movie, um, a Predator movie. I apologize. So that'd be interesting because if, if it's in space, maybe we can see some other stuff going on. But also allows them to you know create. Uh, stories, you know, in our past or our current, present, while also creating stories in the future that wouldn't kind of contradict each other, ideally. So that would be that would be pretty sick, um, you know. And now, now it means we have two Predator and two Alien projects in the work currently. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna be eating good for a little while once they start coming out, because uh, you know I think we haven't really gotten much other than the comics lately. So, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. always new stuff coming on through. Always cool stuff. Dan Trackerberg is pretty good. You know, us, us Dan's got to stick together. So there we go. I mean, I've heard that you're, you know, you're 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 part of a list of Dan's. The Dan's are very are, the Dan's are very apparently prevalent in the Predator franchise. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Dan's in Predator. I don't I don't know why. A lot of Dan's. There, so many Dan's. Too many Dan's. Uh. So many Dan's. You know they actually almost called uh, the Predator Dan when they were first like trying to like name it. They're like, what should this movie be called? And like something that evokes are you fear. With me? They're like, like you know, well, they, they, you know, they wanted to think of what what Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you know, the, the, given that the plot of that movie was like, you know, '90s action heroes or '80s action heroes, uh-huh. you know, coming fighting against something that you know kind of makes them look like children, and they're like, what would that be? They're like, well, probably a Dan. So they <laughs> they almost used that, but then you know, they they thought that you know that, that could be a little bit controversial, so they went Predator. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, it was like I don't know, like horror famous favorite famous names that were named after horror movie characters that just aren't used anymore because like jason still is a very popular name but i don't know mandy maybe um Ooh. mandy yeah carrie i feel like carrie i feel like you don't get a lot of carries and i think that's uh, Stephen king may have in the name carrie i don't know yeah yeah i i do know a carrie but she spells it with a k mm. um there's not a lot of cujos either i mean yeah <laughs> i mean that's that you know that, that, that yeah that, that is true that is that is very true uh, I'm trying to think of any, any other great horror ones that got Chucky, Charles. Well, I, mean, I feel like nobody calls yeah, nobody yeah. calls their kid Chucky. I know, I know. There's like Chuck, Charles. I think a lot of Charles go Chuck now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I think that most people who call their kid Chucky, you know, probably. And I, I think I don't think I don't think you can escape that. I think Chucky has taken that name and owns it now forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not because there's still uh, Chucky uh, Finster from uh, Rugrats. I mean, I, I still say there's some leeway there. I don't know. I feel, I feel like most people don't think that anymore. You, no, I, actually, I, I literally just read a book about this. I was going to say, do you think that they're, they're, you know, <laughs> Chucky has red hair, so does Chucky Finster. Do you think they're related? But I, I, know, I don't know when Rugrats <laughs> came out. Yeah, Rugrats came out after. So actually, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe. Yeah, 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 it was 90s. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, that, in that reboot. We need that Chuck, that Rugrats reboot with Chucky, you know, as a killer. It'll be great. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Anyway, you know what that reminds uh, me of, though? Uh, Valentine's Day? Valentine's yes. Day. That reminds me a lot of Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, it absolutely does. Uh, red yeah, hair, so there we go. red so, hearts, there we go. Red hair, the red heart, there we go. Um, yeah, so this was uh, your idea. So uh, tell, us, tell us your experience with this movie and just kind of, you know, why you chose it. And uh, yeah. 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 So I thought of it. So this movie came out uh, 2001. So I was 10 at the time when this movie came out. And I remember seeing trailers to this movie all the time. 
and being like having that weird cut like i feel like as a kid with horror i had that kind of sick fascination where i wanted to see it but i was also a wuss so i was like oh man oh same. Like, you yeah know, the, the, tra- the trailer scared the crap out of me but i was like but i kind of want to know what's going on in this movie um and so i i had like known in this movie forever and i i knew denise richard was in it um and i th- i believe this was was this before or after structure troopers this was after right uh, good question. Let's see. I think Starship Troopers was before. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah. I I I mm-hmm. saw the Starship Troopers really young, uh, and I think that's what I, that's what I recognized her um, Denise Richards from at the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's in this too. Okay, cool. Uh, and so you know, I was really interested in it. I don't think I actually ended up watching it though until like college. I think by the time I got into high school, I kind of forgot about it, that it existed and whatnot. Um, so I'd watched it kind of parts of it, you know, here and there. Uh, so, you know, when we're talking about a movie to throw on for, uh, you know, the holiday, I was like, well, Valentine, clearly the better choice. I mean, people can say what they want about Mudbloody Valentine, you know, I don't know how I feel about that movie. But uh, yeah, so that, that's how I want to do it. So it's been a long time. And I remember it being, you know, it was kind of, it was oddly a big part of my childhood without having watched it. <laughs> so, um, and I don't think I remembered anything about it really. Um, so yeah, and you know, David Boreanaz grew up watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I never watched Angel though. So I don't, I never actually got to see him. Uh, you know, in his own leading role necessarily. But I definitely remember watching uh, uh, Buffy a lot and seeing him get thrown into the hell mouth and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's why I wanted to do it. Um, and then, yeah, I, it, it was a nice... I, I, it's one of those movies that I feel like I've forgotten so much about that I was basically watching it for the first time again. Um, and I will mm-hmm. say I enjoyed it, but it definitely... Uh, some of the acting is aged not as well <laughs> as I remember. Yeah, being. yeah, uh, that's what I was saying too. Uh, but yeah, but how, how about you? What, what's, what's your experience with the film? Yeah, I've never heard of this movie before, honestly. Um, Yeah, never never heard of it before. Never saw anything about it before. I mean, like, in terms of Valentine's movies, I was like, yeah, there's My Bloody Valentine. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh, I didn't realize that there was an actual movie called Valentine, which is weird because I'm older than you. And Uh. I definitely was at the age range where I would have seen, like, trailers for this movie or that sort of thing. Um, But it, it definitely, like, overall, I would say this is mid to bad personally for me Mm. um it is kind of a and this is something i've heard a very common criticism for but it it feels like it's a slasher it's a 90s style slasher i know it came out in 2001 but it's very 90s style slasher uh but it came out in the post scream era so Mm. basically it's a very traditional slasher when at this time the genre was kind of going through a re-evaluation re-renaissance on that front and overall it's pretty by the numbers the acting in this one is terrible except for our lord and savior dare david boreanis who does an okay job in this movie but ooh, everybody ooh. else is pretty bad Ooh, what i, I don't like him in this movie i thought he was fucking terrible in this movie <laughs> 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 i thought there were i thought there were there were a number of bad performances but i think his may have been the worst i I, oh really? I I feel like it, it always seemed to me like he was like holding in a poop or something. Like he, he always like had this weird kind of wincy face. Like uh-huh. I don't well, know. Well, apparently he only had two uh, weeks to shoot this movie. All of his scenes, they brought I, him on in between scheduling, so like they rushed through his scenes as fast as they could. Um, I am not surprised. Yeah. I, that that makes a lot like because it really to me it really felt like this one of those movies where like because I remember him being advertised so much. I think like him and Denise Richards were advertised so mm-hmm. much in this movie. Um, but like he's barely it's like in uh, it. what's his name and yeah it's like what's his name in the faculty, who uh, was like a big part of it as well. Who uh, crap hair? Uh, uh, um, who I think? Uh, James Stewart, John Stewart. Uh, no, not John Stewart. <laughs> oh, Usher, not Usher. No, uh, no, not Usher. Uh, no, 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 was it Usher? No, who was in that movie? No, it wasn't Usher. I, I didn't know what you're talking. Um, 
I know because you sent me that meme about Usher earlier today. <laughs> um, yeah. What was it? Um, Actually, it might have been Usher. Usher. Was it? Yeah, Usher Raymond. Uh-huh. Oh, it was yeah, Usher. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah like him. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's better than that, too. But, like, it's weird because he plays such a prominent role in this film. Uh, but, yeah, he's barely in it. Uh, and I, like, I wonder almost, like, I'm curious if there, if the script originally had, like, him be in it a lot. And then he was just like, I'm David Boreanaz. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'll come in when I want to. You're going to pay me my salary. I'm going to be here for a week. And they're like, okay. And they shot what they shot. And they're like, well, fuck. We can't get him back, can we? <laughs> like, uh, we, this, this movie is really kind of missing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. uh, we, we get into that, into that, uh, into that later. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you that as well. I do think it felt like a very, like, I could have seen this movie coming out in like the eighties and being slightly more okay with it. Uh, mm-hmm. or but, like early nineties even, but after Scream yeah. came out, it was just like, nope, nope, not happening. Yeah. Cause I feel like, like even like the, um, the, like, you know, the, the connecting elements of the film really weren't there either. It really kind of like, there are lots of parts of the movie where I was kind of like, where is this going? What's going to happen? Like. The ending just kind of happens. You're like, oh, I guess, I guess this is the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it's like, and it, hmm? it feels like the final half hour just drags on over and over too. So, but I, I guess we should probably specify kind of talking about the premise of the movie first, and then we'll get into spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's get to it then. Yeah, awesome. uh, you go right ahead. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So the movie, um, so the movie, the basic plot of this movie um, is that like. It starts like a while back. Basically, it starts with these um, this kid named Jeremy Melton, um, who's at like a school dance, and he, he's basically going around uh, trying, you know, trying to ask girls to dance. Basically, every girl says no to him. One girl's like, "Hey, maybe later." Uh, and then this, this, he goes up to this girl who's a little bit overweight for the time, uh, and she dances with him, or says she says she will. Uh, and then they start making out behind the bleachers, and some kids catch them making out. Uh, and when they, when the girl gets kind of caught making out with this kid who's kind of a dork, uh, she says that he assaulted her. So then all the guys basically like strip him and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> all these like bullies beat the yeah, shit out of him. Yeah, and she says it to save face. Like it's just like, oh no, I got caught making out with this kid. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, sort of thing. So uh, mm. and, and actually, did you ever see um, uh, Shameless? Uh, I saw like the first season. That was about it. Oh, okay. Do you remember um, the bully kid with red hair? In that no, not uh, at all. Fuck. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what his name is. Uh, starts with an M. Anyway, uh, he's he is one of the bullies in this movie. It's so weird to see him. Apparently, he's also uh, he's also the motion capture and voice of Michelangelo in the uh, Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But this Good is his first him. his first movie role here as as a bully beats the shit out of a kid for uh, kissing uh-huh. a girl. Um, anyway, uh, we fa- we fast forward to the future. Uh, all these all these girls who turned down uh, Jeremy Milton are now adults. I think are in college. I really don't know what they are. Um, I think they're mm-hmm. I think they're adult. I think they're like are they post college in this movie? I, I, I yeah I think it's no I think it's college because Catherine Heigl's character is like going through med school and everything like that. Okay, so so they're like college or post college, one of the two. They at least have their bachelors. I'm assuming, you know they, all of them probably have their bachelors because yeah. uh, some of them like they didn't really go into a lot of, a lot of what that some of them are doing. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. so in the future. Uh, all these girls are, you know, older, living their careers, and they suddenly start getting um, Valentine's Day cards that have come kind of explicit, like "I'll cut your throat," or the, you know, they'll they'll have to, you know, look at your dental record to identify you. Uh, basically, threatening messages, um, kind of like I know you did last summer. And then, um, you know, one by one, they again kind of be again again killed off. Um, and meanwhile, there's a bunch of kind of creepy guys either hitting on these women or kind of like stalking these women, or there's ex-boyfriends who are kind of coming in and back out. So there's a lot of red herrings, a lot of kind of you know, teases as for potential people, but basically, all these women are being killed by this guy in like a cherub's mask or like a kind of little uh, cutesy angel mask uh, who's killing them in various ways. Um, and that is one thing I found kind of interesting about this movie. Like, I mean, I know the final girl has been a trope for a long, long time now, but I've never 
well, up until this time period in 2001, I don't think I saw too many movies that were like this female centric, um, especially in slashers. Because, mm. um, like, basically, it, it, I mean, this film passes the Bechdel test in spades because it's literally just we follow these four main female characters over and over again. The male characters really don't have much of a plot in this uh, role. And I thought that was kind of interesting, especially for a movie themed around Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, I was just like, okay, this this is kind of cool. This is a unique perspective. So I did appreciate the movie for what it was doing there. Actually, I do I do wonder if this passes the Bechdel test. It might not. I, I I mean, like they talk about men a lot, but there was a lot of conversations between female talking about other stuff as well. Uh, like one, I mean, there's this conversations talking about online dating, which yeah makes sense. Um, but is, there's, I mean, that I, I guess that technically it could be about boys, but it could also be about you know just dating in general. Mm. Um, Talking about a story about uh, I don't know the the, the um, chocolates and maggots that that was a conversation that was that was fun. What was it? Was okay. Uh, I, I I feel like well I feel like there were I feel like there were a lot of conversations that were about dating or about men in like a oh yeah yeah way. definitely. I guess yeah. How, how explicit is the Bechdel test? Does it have to be directly about a specific male character or just men? In general? It's literally two female characters in the movie have to have one single conversation and the conversation cannot revolve around a man. So. I'm, I, that's also where you're thinking too if it's in yeah. like in general talking about you know dating or men in general does it pass or does it have to be about one specific man mm. yeah that's like I, I think that it, pro- it probably does pass it but probably not as well as it should <laughs> uh, given, <laughs> given, given that this movie has like kind of I guess I'd probably say four female leads given the short brevity of some of their appearances um, but I, I will agree though I, I do think this movie like maybe not well but I think it does kind of is I'm not going to say it's a feminist film, but I think that it has, oh, no, no, it has like not. messages. It ha- you know, basically, it, I, I do think that it kind of stri- is trying to illustrate the point of how these women are basically being pursued by a bunch of creepy dudes or dudes who just like kind of fuck with them or like you know, like the, everybody objectifying Paige or Denise Richards' character. I think that is a, a theme of this film, uh, and you know, even David Boreanaz, kind of his possessive uh, nature of these characters. Um, I do think that is you know, um, a how to say it like a. I think mean, it is a theme that's put into this film. You know, I don't think it's the most pro- progressive film in that way, but I do think that it, that is. Oh, no, definitely not. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those where just like I'm thinking to myself, okay, what is the time period in 2001? Uh, mm. Famous films, 2001. You know, what what other stuff was coming up around there, especially in horror? Um, but I was just thinking to a myself. There's okay. going on during this time. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's very true. Right, right, at this point, I'm pretty sure when this movie came out is actually when they first discovered the obelisk. And, you know, that guy became a baby. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like Scary Movie Two was coming out, <laughs> Joe Dirt, Zoolander at this time. Um, in terms of horror, there was stuff like Session Nine, Pulse, uh, which we've done an episode oh, that yeah. came out around this time as well. Um, that sort of thing. That is interesting so, that like out Scary cold. Movie in them, uh, just given that like Jet Li's the one. Oh, classic! I love that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but that is interesting because I, I do feel like uh, the way that Scary Movie kind of deals with sex and sexuality, uh, and especially in those first three movies, are very kind of like I feel like there's a lot of tit jokes yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, you know, so, you know, it, 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 like, like it could tie into some kind of what they're doing in this movie a little yeah. bit. Um, I do want to do one, one other movie that came in around this time as well. 13 Ghosts, which we do have another ah, episode on. Uh, classic. Fantastic movie. Yeah, great one. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the time period this came on over. As, oh, Saving Silverman. God, I forgot that movie. Oh, that. I oh, remember man. there's a raccoon in that movie. <laughs> is there a raccoon in that movie in my mind? First person that comes to mind is raccoon. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember, honestly. I just remember seeing that a lot in, back in high school because I had one friend that was obsessed with it, but I don't honestly remember anything about that movie. So, uh, Jason uh, Biggs, yeah. Jack Black. Okay, um, 
There is a raccoon. Yeah. Yes, at least on the on the, on the cover <laughs> of the poster, there is a raccoon, and it is uh, attacking a guy. Great. All right, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. I'm glad, glad I remember that one scene, apparently. Um, anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, so in terms of this movie, though, like, uh, uh, the, the killer's motivation is basically he's going after these middle school girls who are now adults um, because they rejected him at a middle school dance back in, you know, back when they were kids. Um, and it, it, it does kind of draw on little, in, I mean, the killer is basically an incel at this point. Like, oh, these, you know, fucking women, they destroyed, you know, they embarrassed me. I'm going to embarrass you. And, well, like... Well, but go ahead. I will say technically. So uh, beyond that, actually, so uh, not not only was he embarrassed, he was beaten, but then he apparently was also sent to a mental yeah. institution, and like basically, like so yes. a bunch of shit did happen. Not not to justify his actions, but like it was it was more than just being embarrassed. It was kind of like being accused of like molestation and then being beaten and then being sent to a mental institution. And then your parents died in a fire. Ruined, yeah, yeah. His his life really mm-hmm. did actually kind of get ruined. Uh, not not necessarily yeah. by. I guess by one of the characters. I blame maybe one of the characters for what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the other ones. Yeah, definitely. And that was another thing, too, a lot of people said, um, just doing research on this movie, apparently one of the big points of criticism is just like, okay, why is he, you know, going after these women and not the bullies who actually beat him up and stripped him naked and that sort of thing? That is a great Um, question. Yeah, and apparently the director did say, like, yeah, it was a scene that was cut, but basically before this movie starts, um, he took care of those people. Uh, He murdered those people already. But Mm. he was just like, that. that's not part of the big plot at this point. It's much more interesting to see the final part of this uh, phase of this murder spree, I I guess. I get why. Because, you know, if if he started killing guys on Valentine's Day, they might be like, well, this is kind of gay. And he'd be like, whoa, 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 you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was 2001 yes <laughs> like that's that's what it really is if he if he gave a guy a valentine's day card people would be like oh i'm not too woke for if, us if, and, if, 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 I, if i give a guy a valentine's day card and then i murder him later is that gay what if i say no homo beforehand i mean that's that- <laughs> it was 2001 though so yeah i could totally see like people being like ooh, ooh, so yeah we've come a lot of way since then thankfully. I, we really have uh, yeah now 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 guys can get <laughs> if they were to remake this movie yeah, he would kill, be killing a couple guys. Uh, yeah, nope. and it would it would be a okay. That's exactly it's social acceptable. I mean, the only guy he kills in this movie is in a robe, you know, and he's falling around the pool. So I'm like, though, yeah, I, yeah. I will say, uh, the killer in this movie gets around a lot. He like fucking he does. He he's just everywhere all the time. Uh, you know, but you know, un- unlike the actor who portrays him, he's everywhere. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. Um, so where, uh, where do you want to start with this? Or like, hmm. Uh, do you think so? I, I, I think I think generally I, I do want to talk a little bit about what I felt about this movie. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we've already talked about this a little bit in terms of, yeah, overall, I would say this is probably mid to not great. Um, there are a few cool kills in this one. And I did really enjoy just the whole 90s schlock about it all. It mm-hmm. is very, very 90s horror slasher inspired. and I did enjoy that. It's like watching an episode of Buffy or again, like 13 Ghosts or something like that, where you kind of get that vibe from that area. But beyond that, it's just, I don't know, I, I look back at it and I'm just like, yeah, the plot's not that great. The characters are not interesting. The acting is terrible. Um, I, I, I really, and it just, it, it kind of, yeah, overall, I don't think I'll remember too much about this movie. And I believe you said the same thing, too. Like, you said you've seen this movie several times, but you've forgotten most of it already, if not all of it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of tells you, you know, the staying power of this particular movie. It's It's not a bad movie, but it's just very... I, I would not watch it again, and it is a very forgettable movie. Mm. I, I, I will say, it always kind of feels like, you know, I watch a lot of, like, dumb shit that gets put on, like, Amazon, where clearly they don't have, like, a big budget. 
and it it, it almost like it feels like it feels like one of those movies where like they ha- they have death scenes and they have like a very very basic plot and then they just have a budget for it and I think that that's like what makes this movie like it's I guess it's what kind of makes yeah. it a slight standout for some of those other movies is that it has a budget but if you were to take away the budget of this movie this could be like a, a straight to Amazon like you know uh like you know if you can find this movie on Tubi or something like that where it's like you know it's, it's a very bare bones plot and it's just I think I think if it had some some more plot elements, something more going on, and again, that's why I almost wonder if David Boreanaz is just busy because like I think like they could have done more to develop the characters. Even our main character mm-hmm. is barely a character. He was, uh, yeah, he was. He basically at this point, like he his scheduling was so hard, and he was just like, I really only have two weeks to f- do this, and they were just like, All right, David, we'll we'll go ahead and shoot all your scenes in two weeks then. So, and I, I always wonder, like, do you notice that David, like, uh, every time he came on the set, he was always he always looks so fucking frumpy. Like they're yes. at, they're at the bar after the art show and all these people are nicely dressed up and he's there in like a, a t shirt with a like you know the ones with like the, the breast pocket just like uh-huh. looking just like he like I don't know it's like slightly hungover but apparently he's sober at this point and it's just like he look he just looks so like out of it and maybe that's part of the plot maybe like because there is a reveal this isn't I think a major spoiler that he is a recovering alcoholic who is still drinking and I don't know if that's supposed to happen later or not but maybe this is a hint that he's been drinking the whole time because he shows up everywhere looking mm-hmm. like a slob. <laughs> like and always just seems kind of like i don't know out of place like and he's always like leaning over and looks like i don't know i maybe this like, i wonder if the girl he's dating because i think he's very tall in real life so i wonder if the person the actress is, is shorter and maybe like it's supposed to be him like mm-hmm. trying to be at her height but like just looks like he's just like bending over to talk They're trying to, to do some habit uh forced perspective sort of things <laughs> yeah um but yeah, he, he and like and I, even at the end like uh, he shows up to the party in like a fucking like a button-up t-shirt uh, and the girl's like, you look great. And he's like, thanks, babe. So do you. And she's in like a nice dress. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> I know. I get this, Dave Boreanaz, but I mean, like a little effort would have been nice, David. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, come on. You can't just, you can, Boreanaz, you can't, you can't, you, you're, 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 you're good, but you're not that good. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try a little bit. I mean, like, I feel like he looked better uh, than Buffy yeah, the Vampire Slayer when he was, when he was like, you know, on the CW essentially. Uh-huh. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's CW money. There we go. <laughs> Uh, the, the channel known for really, really, uh, you know, yeah, l- lots of good production values and money. Yo, I mean, I don't know, man. Supernatural was was great. Uh, Flash was okay. You know, just, 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 just give me some more of that. Uh, um, but yeah, um, I guess at this point we can get into spoilatory territory. So again, that's the basic premise of this movie. Um, it, Valentine Killer is going against the girls who rejected him back in high school and indirectly put him in a mental institution. Um, other than that, it's a fairly by-the-numbers slasher on that front. Um, I, I guess we could talk about our characters right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Paige, played by Denise Richards, and she's the typical, like... Um, I don't want to say slut because I know it's not the best term to use for her, but basically she is the like promiscuous one. She's the one that's constantly people are telling her about, oh, you know, oh, you're sleeping with so many guys and, you know, you're letting these people into your pants. I'm just letting them into my house, that sort of thing, which was one of the actual lines on that front. <laughs> uh, but basically that's her character. And I was just like, okay, that that, that is. Uh, we have Kate, uh, played by Marley Shelton, and she is... Uh, basically the final girl but she was the only one who was somewhat nice to um the killer uh back in um when he was asking all the dance uh, you know hey can i have this dance uh because she said instead of "Ooh, no way or "Ooh, you're gross she said mm, maybe later and then he was like okay 
Um, Dorothy, uh, played by Jessica Chapsaw Shaw, uh, she is a rich girl who has just started re- recently dating a boyfriend. And then also, too, her father is uh, dating a woman who's younger than her. So it's kind of like a stepmother situation that's very weird. I That, that whole plot line just kind of went nowhere for me, personally. I was just like, okay, that's kind of weird how they're setting this up. And... It was just a very weird dynamic to add to the film that I don't think added much of anything at all, besides just a red herring. That that um, plot element was so, like, not a thing that I literally forgot it was a thing until you just mentioned it. And even now, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> was that a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, like, I honestly completely forgot about that. That's insane. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, we also have Lily, played by Jessica Chaffel. Um really not much on that front she's just a standard character um i i can't honestly tell you any she's characteristics about her friend she's dating a guy at an art show i think she's she's a good businesswoman i think that was insinuated oh yeah because she's like she's like helping him get it going right yeah 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 she's like the business one if if i knew sex in the city i would say like she has a charlotte or something like that but i don't know sex in the city um and then katherine heigl who's our opening kill uh played um shelly fisher uh who is basically a md student uh who works in a morgue and yeah that that was that was fun um but mm-hmm. yeah those are our main characters and then of course we also have david boreanis who's dating kim or kate um and a bunch of other characters that don't really matter. Like, there's a detective character. There's, like, the boys who beat up the kids, uh, the, the kid, and that sort of thing. But that's about it. Uh, but, yeah. Um, do you want to get into spoiler territory at this point? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. So we are in the spoiler territory right now. Once again, if you would like to see this movie, go ahead and stop now and listen to this episode later. If not, we're going to continue on through. All right. So what scenes like kind of stuck out to you in this? Because I, hmm. I, I know you said this is a very forgettable movie, but like what scenes did you really like or dislike or just kind of want to talk about for a little bit? Yeah. Like I thought all the kills were honestly pretty good. And I thought that opening kill was I agree. all right. Um, I mean, like there wasn't a lot to them. I think they were all pretty tame, which I think is almost kind of a reflection of those kind of 90s horror. I feel like there was a lot of like, I don't know, cut away or kind of not really show a lot at that point mm-hmm. in time and like the actual gore that occurred. Um, because, like, yeah. You know, I think these were like, this was like, when Halloween Resurrection then were coming out, and it was that kind of, like, I don't know, like... I feel like there's a period of horror where, like, the goal was to try to get, like, the high schoolers in. Like, like what Megan is, and, like, them, whatnot, and, like, oh, yeah. Night Swim. It's, it's, like, it's, like, the Blumhouse method. But let's try to, like, get kids to see these movies. Um, again, not, not not that, like, that was never a thing, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's like, a mass appeal horror, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, what do you think of the opening kill and the opening event? Um, I thought it was pretty good, honestly. Like, again, like, I started watching this movie, and I'm just like, okay, this is 90s schlock. The acting is pretty terrible. The opening scene, however, with the high school dance or the middle school dance, I, I was that. just like, okay, they're kids at this point. Like, I'm not going to judge their acting too harshly. Uh, but when we get to the actual opening scene where Katherine Heigl is being chased by the killer and she eventually dies on that front, um, I was just like, okay, all right, the acting's pretty bad on this front. Um... I, 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 it was kind of weird because, like, that whole opening scene, basically, Katherine Heigl is on a blind date. That's not going well. She goes back into her morgue to, like, um, deal with some PhD stuff that she's working on currently because she's studying to become a doctor. And then, basically, um, when the killer stalks her throughout the morgue, she tries to hide in a body bag. Um, but the killer does find her and then kills her from that front. It, it felt like the killer, like, jumped to the conclusion, oh, she must be hiding in a body bag really, really oh, quickly. Yeah. 
Because, like, he walks into the room and he's just like, hmm, body bag it is, let's go, and just starts immediately stabbing every single corpse. And I was just like, okay, maybe, like, show some thought behind, you know, how he looked around other places first, or maybe he heard a body bag shuffling or something like that, so... Yeah. I yeah, mean, that sort of thing. Because, like, the body bag thing almost feels like a reveal of, like, how she escaped him. Is he, you know, he goes somewhere else and he pops out of the body bag. And then, you know, I mean, he's... Yeah, and that would have been a great, you know, idea. Yeah. It didn't work, but it would it was a great idea. Well, because that would have been, like, how did she get in there so fast? Was there that body bag? Like, who was in there? Like, you know, I uh-huh. feel like there's, there's... And also, like, you'd be breathing, so it'd be pretty obvious you're in there. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that, yeah, that, that, that was kind of, like, a weird... Like, I feel like, or, or it's like, you know, it's one of those moments in movies nowadays where I feel like they would have the whole thing of him stabbing all the body bags, and he'd stab the last one, and it would be like the fake out of, oh, he got her, but it wasn't actually her. And then, you know, he'd mm-hmm. be somewhere else. Like, I, then she, you know, she'd be somewhere else, or she'd be hit him with something, and then she'd run away. That would be kind of how I'd go to entertain a modern horror movie. Um, so yeah, it was kind of weird that he, like, just got her in one of them. Uh, and she, like, didn't do anything i guess like i don't know i feel like he unzipped it and she could cut her neck real quick and her like her arms were still available and stuff like she could have like tried to fight him off not fight off you know yeah like she just kind of let like a screen and got a throat cut uh but i guess yeah. you know it's because i don't know. Had to i've only been in a body bag once i don't know how tight it is in there or that sort of thing so I feel like you can probably like you know wrap your arms up at least to like you know <laughs> get you know scratch at him or you know i don't know uh but i think i just you know because he, he sent her the card of getting cut in the neck and he's like i gotta cut you in the neck bro uh, like imagine, imagine like the egg on his face if he actually accidentally stabbed her in one of the body bags, and that's not how he didn't like, you know actually kill her by slitting her throat like he promised in the letter. That'd be really mm-hmm. awkward. He'd have to like edit it, yeah. and, like change it so it's him stabbing her in the chest to make it. Was, they, this was clearly my plan the whole time. Um, <laughs> but also that that guy on the date, I like feel bad for that actor because like that, like not not, not you know not not to criticize somebody's appearance, but he has like the mm-hmm. purpose like the perfect creeper face. Like, his oh God, fucking yeah. smile is, like, he appears randomly in the movie later, and it's just like, oh, and, and like, well, I think uh, Paige or Denise Richards is like, hey, trying to, like, get his attention. I'm like, no, why would you, like, th- this guy looks like he's gonna, like, uh, fucking molest you just, like, from across the room. Like, why would you call him over? Like, what, what? He looks like the guy who requests your number at the bar and will continuously harass you about it until you put it in his phone and then he immediately calls you to try and make sure that it's a working number. Mm. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, this guy, like, this, um, this guy, like, I've, I've, I looked him up because I was like, this is just what he always looks like. And, like, yeah, he, he you know, he's, he's softened with age. Uh, but, like, ooh, that, like, every time. He played it well. He, he played it very, very well. Like, his dialogue was terrible, though. He, like, he's like, uh-huh. Jeremy likes. And Jeremy, like, yes. what's his name? Jeremy? I, I, it, was, it was something with a J. <laughs> uh jason jeremy Jay- something like that yeah. yeah and like he he was just such a creep like one point they're talking about him like, oh we can't find this guy and i'm like who the fuck are you talking about and then i realized it was him later on uh yep. yeah because I, I guess that's part of the plot later is at one point the uh, detective's trying to find this guy and i'm like who who are we talking about and <laughs> i was like oh i should have remembered it because he constantly spoke in the third person so i should have remembered his name yep. uh <laughs> but yeah great great casting for this guy uh, terrible dialogue like that whole dialogue between him and her is weird uh but, like, you know, again, there probably are people like that who are just, like, so socially inept when they talk to somebody that just are weird as fuck. But, yeah, that was, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of red herrings in this movie and, like, like guys who just, like, act like the creepiest a fucking person can act. Uh, but, again, I think that's, that's part of the story. I think that it's trying to show how, like, awkward, like, how fucking sleazy some guys can be. Uh, yeah, and I also but, wonder, too, because I think you hit the nail on the head when you said this was definitely trying to be marketed towards a younger, younger demographic, uh, teens, basically. Um, 
like this was nominated for like best horror of the year on the teen choice awards and i'm thinking that oh. that, that probably is their primary demographic i mean i, I don't think there was much this year um <laughs> besides that and also the teen choice awards are not the most best of uh well respected of awards um despite uh was it mtv that ran teen choice awards i can't remember in my mind i think nickelodeon but i think that's not correct uh, nickelodeon had their own teen choice awards yeah i think it was a, no it was a uh, fox fox Wow. Can't go. Wow. Yeah, they had the Kid Choice Awards. Um, but yeah, but basically, um, yeah, it, 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 like the dialogue, it's that, and again, I know this movie came out in 2001, but it is like steeped in 90s sort of just everything. Um, but I do feel it's like this is what teenagers assume adults are like or how <laughs> they talk or how they do that little thing. And it just... It, it, it kind of plays around to it. Like I could see a committee of just like making sure they're using a lot of teen slang and shit like that. So yeah. Yeah. I also, the nineties is so like, even like the outfits characters wear in this, it's so it's especially, I don't know. The, I, I, I just focus on, on the male costume choices. They are very weird. There's like the Chris angel guy who like, I don't know, dresses weird. Uh, I feel like, like, I don't know. It feels very, um, like that's part of why I couldn't tell what their age there were. Cause I think a lot of them are really dressed up and it's not like everybody's like, yeah. dressed up in like, I don't know, going out business attire, but then like, they're just hanging out or they're wearing a t-shirt in, a bar, mm-hmm. in like a fancy club. And you're like, so what, what is going on with these characters and what is their like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, like, and, and all of Jason Boreanaz's oversized shirts, which I, I get the guy was fucking jacked, but I mean like, <laughs> I, feel like <laughs> I, I feel like instead of just giving him a baggy shirt, I mean, I mean they had to give him a baggy shirt to be like, yeah, it would be weird if this like guy with like a model physique was just like hanging out with people and they're like, wow, you are like very toned and like, let's give him a baggy shirt. So he like looks kind of like doughy. I don't know. Uh, it was, it was weird. But I think that's also the 90s. I feel like wearing oversized shirts was just the thing people did. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And maybe, too, they were trying to kind of throw red herrings towards the actual reveal of the killer, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, uh, mm. yeah, a little bit different. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, overall, I think the kills were pretty good. And, um, yeah. I, I really liked the uh, crossbow scene or the arrow scene. Which yeah. fit very well with the Valentine thing, like Cupid's arrow. Um, and I do really like how, like, basically... Uh, one of the characters, uh, business lady, uh, Lily, uh, she gets um, knocked a few times with a crossbow at this like art exhibit, and then she falls down a stairwell into a dumpster and it, like closes behind it. And I, I don't know if they're trying to say something there, because she was also the one to... Well, let me back up for a second. One of the big things about this movie is the killer will always send these girls a valentine before they kill her. Um, and it could be like a rose or it could be a, you know, um, card. It could be a box of chocolates, that sort of thing. And one of the shock scenes early on in the movie is Lily gets a box of chocolates. Or no, somebody else gets a box of chocolates outside and Lily ends up eating them. Um, but basically the, the chocolates are full of maggots. And it's like this gross out saying, oh, God, she ate some maggots. Um and I'm wondering if it, like, tied into a dumpster in some way later on. Oh, that, that. that makes more yeah. sense. Because I was trying to think about, like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, what were the other cards? Because there's the one about, you know, they'll have to use your dental record to find you. And I'm like, yeah. how, does, that how did that play out? Who was that? Like, because, well, the first yeah. one was so specific. It was slitting the throat, and that's exactly what he did. So I was like, you know, like, I want to know more. I want to know about how people are dying. I, I want them, you know, I want I want these to be better. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was supposed to be the blonde man's girl. man's got a plan and he's got to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe it was the blonde girl and we just, um, or the main character, and because she didn't die, we need to see it happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I, him and his fucking letters, though. They are, they are the most, like, he must have personally created these. That's like, this, this guy should go. Oh, in. yeah. Like, he needs to, like, 
he needs to stop killing people and go into the like join Hallmark or something because they're you know, they're expertly mm-hmm. crafted. Uh, except the, he he said that one that says like so sad or too bad <laughs> when when uh, Captain <laughs> Heigl's character dies. He like sends the most yep. like the dumbest fucking letter. Uh, but yeah, no, I, but I agree. I, I liked that kill a lot. I, um, I, it was it was dumb and it was kind of bloodless. Like, but it was like you know it, it was like schlocky. It was, it was like a fun uh, death. Uh, you know, I almost felt like more of like a villain's death for like you know for like a a, a dick kind of character. To get that, because mm-hmm. you know, we talked in the trash can. Um, but do you think, like, uh, you know, the killer was like, "Yes!" after like he saw her fall in there, and was like, "Oh, so good!" Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Nailed in one. <laughs> like, this saved so much of my time. I don't do anything with the body. This is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> same with body bag girl. Yeah. He like he cut her neck and was like, "Oh, she's already here." He's like, cool. "Oh, just zip this back up." Like he, you know, he must have been really pissed when he killed. Uh, who was the next person? Um, I think the next person was probably Axe Guy, and he's like, I have to find somewhere to hide your body now. We're in the fucking basement. Like, where do I put this? Like, he must have been yeah. so, so distraught when that happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gosh, I had it so easy, and now it's just all over the place as well. Uh, but yeah, some of the other kills as well. Um, yeah, uh, Denise Richards' uh, hmm. death, uh, she's, she's kind of the promiscuous one. Um, she dies in a hot tub, which is very fitting for her character. Um, basically, at the very end of the movie, they have this party, and she's just like, I'm going to go in the hot tub, because that's what I like to do at the end of parties. And basically, um, the killer puts the uh, fiberglass covering over the hot tub and just kind of locks it down. So she's trapped on the hot tub. She can still breathe. There's like an inch of air, basically, between the water and her. Uh, but then what he does is he takes an electric drill and then just starts like drilling through holes trying to hit her and then eventually just tosses it in the water and um that electrocutes her to death i thought that was a pretty terrifying way to die and i thought that was done pretty well yeah Um, i agree i can't remember who the 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 rich girl how did she die again so so she she died so he threw her through like a glass door that was on um like a a, there's, like a, there's like a shower stall because he kills her like in like an oh yeah, yeah that was that was awesome too yeah, yeah. and then he, he impales her on the uh, on basically some glass protruding from the ground my only issue with that kill is there were two clearly two little things of glass going up and instead of going for the eyes which I thought would have been sick he goes for the throat and that's no you should have fucking shoved those those little points of glass through her eyes that that would have been the, the better mm-hmm. kill uh, but yeah, I think that that is kind of the more. We also don't really see it happen. It's a kind of a, a no. We don't. But I think the setup was really good because like they mm. linger on that shard of glass for just long enough that you all know what's coming, and you're just like, oh god, that that was very well paced. Uh, it was a very well paced kill. I also like that character. Um, I thought she was kind of like a like. So she yeah. she's basically this 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 person who knows. Um, what, what was the, what was the girl's name? Uh, Frick. He knows Kate Page. Uh, not Kate. Not Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. He so he know, she knows. The guy that's dating um, Dorothy Campbell, who uh, basically, uh, he's basically a con artist, and he already kind of conned her. So she actually was coming there to be like, hey, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, you know, <laughs> like, maybe you should not date him. So she was kind of being nice to a degree. She was kind of being like a supportive character, more or less. Uh, but Dorothy's dick. And uh, she, um, uh, you know, basically sees, when she's leaving, she sees the Cupid, like, dragging out the body of some random weight staff that he killed <laughs> which we see that happens off screen which is kind of weird because you're like this guy's here to get revenge he just killed some poor woman doing her job like what the fuck uh but i love that she sees that he sees her do it he's uh she sees him dragging the body and she's like oh uh, i'm sorry i'm the wrong place uh but she fucking like nails him with that cute with that uh pool cue and like you know gets a, yeah like she gets a good hit on him uh, i'm like yeah you actually mm-hmm. you were probably and then she hides in a good hiding place too like i you know i would i maybe would have not hit in a way you could see through the slats but like mm-hmm. that's pretty. You could have just stayed in there for a while. You've been fine. Uh, he, you know, he would, he would mm-hmm. eventually moved on. Um, yep. 
Speaking yeah. of which, as well, just kind of like characters in general, uh, did you recognize the actress for um, uh, did, uh, Kate Mary Sheldon or Marley Sheldon? Shelton? I did. Uh, she was in. Uh, fuck. I recognize her. Fuck, what is she in? What is she in? Fuck, I, I even note of it, but I can't turn my notes up. Uh, she plays a deputy. Yes, Scream. In, yep, yep. She plays uh, Judy Hicks in Scream later on in Scream 4 and 5. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's great. And she's also in, uh, I think, Death Proof, I think. Um, uh, yes, yeah. I believe so. I, when, I, when I first that. saw oh, no, her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first and saw Sin her. City as well, so it's oh, been yeah. a while. I thought she was, what's her name? I thought she was um, Anna Faris when I first saw her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and also, also with the most important role, uh, Wendy Peppercorn from The Sandlot. Oh, I mean, obviously, best, best, you know, like <laughs> revolutionized cinema. I mean, how how could we forget? Uh, but now, yeah, no, she was good. She was pretty good. Like, I, I, I feel like yep. she's kind of a nothing character, but that's not her. Like, that's not the actress's fault. Like, I do think mm-hmm. in this movie, there's a lot of like. I just noticed this as, a, as towards the end. There's a lot of scenes of literally just her standing there with Denise Richards, just them staring there, standing there and looking around, and, like, they see them talking and looking at, looking to the left, talking looking to the right, and it's, like, what well, it was just a lot of the cast not available, and you're just, like, well, let's just throw another scene of them talking together. Because, like, like mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe they, maybe they were the best friends out of the group. Like, maybe, you know, they, they knew each other the best. They didn't like, hint that necessarily. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. They, they're, I, I think that's part of this movie was kind of slow and stuff. There's just a lot of seeing them just walking around and being, like, hanging out, I guess, in, like, various locations. Yeah, and the dialogue is just not good. Not good at all. So it just kind of gets annoying. Mm. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about the ending twist, because that was one thing I kind of found interesting about this movie as well. Um, so basically, this entire movie, as these kills are going on and as these girls are slowly being murdered one by one, uh, basically, we find that there's a little bit of infighting between these girls. Uh, Kate who grew up as the quote-unquote fat one in, you know, middle school, always says, like, oh, I never fit in with all of you people. I was just there. Um, you were all super mean to me. Dorothy. Um, you know, or Dorothy. Dorothy? What, what, yeah. No, Kate, Kate was the... Kate's uh, the main character. Dorothy's the, uh, Dorothy's the rich one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so basically, like, there's a wedge that's kind of been driven between her and the girls on that front. And, like, it was, you know, oh, you only do this for my money. You're only friends with me for my money, that sort of thing. Um, but basically, at the very end of the movie, um, as Kate, who is our final girl, kind of fights off this Cupid killer, um, eventually um, David Boreanaz comes on in and shoots the killer. Um, and we're kind of misled to think that he's the killer beforehand because he gets back on the bottle. He's been a recovering alcoholic for pretty much the whole movie. He's acting super, super creepy towards Kate. Um, and then it's kind of a twist at the very end. Oh, nope, he's not the killer because we reveal the Cupid and it's actually Dorothy. However, we have a last second stinger where every, after every single kill throughout this movie, uh, the Cupid always has a nosebleed. So we see like a big trickle of blood come down from their nose. So Kate thinks that David Boreanaz, or Kate thinks that Dorothy has had been the killer all along. Uh, but when the trickle of blood comes on in at the very bottom, when David Boreanaz is holding Kate, we realize, oh shit, David Boreanaz is actually the killer the whole time. He just put Dorothy in the Cupid outfit and convinced Kate that it's all over. So technically he won. Everybody is murdered except for Kate, but he never really wanted to murder her anyway because she was the one that was nice to him. Um, and he got away scot-free. Like, that is basically the end of this movie. And I was thinking to myself, like, there's rarely a horror movie where just, well, I wouldn't say rarely, but it, it it's rare for a horror movie to completely, no strange attached, have the villain win 
in every way possible, really. Mm-hmm. So that I thought was kind of interesting. What do you think was the uh, of the ending? I liked it. Like you know, it, it, that the the ending scene though of her running through the house, David Boreanaz following her around. Oh, being, so long, being like, so long. Okay, okay, like it was so like. I think that 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 was I think where the movie like took a nosedive for me because it was just it was so long and it was like I guess this this must have been like one of took taken one of the two weeks he was on set to film because it was just him fucking walking around in like the like dumbest way possible especially because it was like you could tell they were kind of setting it up as like the you know let's have him be really fucking creepy and weird but not so much so that you know they're you know that you can kind of accept her accepting that he's not the killer later because if he you know actually went over the top you know that would be something so he just like is awkwardly like you know being creepy but not committing to it so much and it was just like it made it it made this scene just really weird um but i don't know i guess my first question for you did you ever doubt that david boreanaz was the killer oh no absolutely <laughs> like I, I i felt the entire time like okay that's that there was a second actually after the reveal of dorothy where i was just like oh okay, the the female killer for Valentine's Day, that sort of thing. Okay, I, I can see where the movie's coming through. And then, like, I took 10 seconds to think about it, and I'm just like, why was David Boreanaz acting like this? Why did they put such a big thing? Because this movie is full of red herrings, I will mm-hmm. say that. Um, honestly, I think to its detriment at some points, because there's just so many plot points, like the stepmother thing, that just don't go anywhere. Um but overall, I was just like, uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're going to have some sort of last-second reveal. And then they kept lingering on the hug at the very end. I'm like, yep, they're going to reveal. He's going to nosebleed. Uh, uh, there it is. There it is. Um, what, so, like yeah, no, we- I did not doubt that. What a weird thing that he gets nosebleeds when he's killing people. Yeah. Is it is it because it, 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 he's turned on? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was just like the anime thing of whenever, like, a uh, character is aroused in any sort of way, like, they always get a big nosebleed. Uh, that's 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 what I was thinking the whole time. Just like, is he an anime character? Is that it? Is Imagine that if it was, like, the anime version, and he, like, skyrocketed back and he got a nosebleed. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, flies into the air. <laughs> you have defeated me. I have to escape through the ceiling. Quick, show me your boobs. Boom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, it, and also just like, I don't know, it was, like, I, I think this movie would have been better without David Boreanaz, not per, partly because he, he's, I don't think he's act. I, I, I think he actually is an alcoholic during the making of this movie and is just showing up on set and like, uh, like in his flumpy clothes and just like delivering lines in the weirdest fucking way possible. I feel like if he wasn't mm-hmm. part of this movie and he didn't have a limited shooting set, I thought they could have done more. Um, and actually I almost like the idea more of it being like a female villain. Um, but again, you know, I do too. um, what I do like about the ending, though, which is I, I didn't really notice until like this this most recent watch through, is that um, he ends up framing the person who more or less framed him, uh, which is kind of a nice, mm-hmm. you know, it rhymes kind of thing, you know, because like it, it was Dorothy who's the one who accused him of molesting her, and so he ends up framing mm-hmm. her for paying for all the killings, uh, which is kind of a nice, uh, you know, you know, kind of closes that uh, nicely, you know, they they wrap that wraps well that he's like, yeah, you know, I killed all your friends and I blamed you for it. Like, after, you know, you got, you are the person who, like, you know, in, in a way, you know, he reached out to her. She, nobody was talking to her. He was nobody talking to him. So they kind of met and, you know, it, you know they were they were together. So he was kind of like, you betrayed me. I betrayed you. Done. I, I like that. That was good. Um, mm-hmm. Though I will, I, I feel like, you know, there's been a couple of movies where this happens, like Halloween H2O and stuff, where the person who, you know, gets a mask put on them so they get killed, uh, you know. But, like. I don't see Dorothy as the kind of person to sit up Michael Myers style. Like when he shoots her, <laughs> she does like the, the sit up, the, the dead sit up from the waist. Uh, and you're like, yeah, n- you just fell down some stairs and are disoriented. What the, f- why are you sitting up like that? 
come on. Um, insane. Insane way to sit up, uh, you know, for that character. But also, like, it was clearly just a dude in the costume. They didn't actually have the actor <laughs> sit in that costume. Uh, uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I got to start doing that whenever I'm, like, uh, in my jujitsu classes or something like that. Whenever I've got to stand up for something, I just got to do the psh, Michael Myers stand up. You, you, you got to sit up and then look to your left slightly. But, like, you know. Yeah. Dunk little <laughs> movements. That's that's the way to do it. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, maybe that was their homage. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that they didn't think the reveal worked very well at all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I was say, what do you think of Denise Richards' character in this movie? Uh, she was very, like, by the numbers, boring. Mm. Um, acting was terrible, honestly. Uh, fun fact, I didn't realize this, actually, because I remember... I grew up in a small hometown in about two hours west of Chicago, and I couldn't remember if it was Denise Richards or if it was Cindy Crawford who grew up in my hometown. Uh, it was Cindy Crawford, but Denise Richards actually grew up about a half hour from that town, uh, down in Scrub, Illinois. So I was just like, oh, hey, that's interesting. Um, I went to the uh, Micro Center and Fry's Electronics there a lot. Um, you guys yeah, are probably no, there at the same time. Char- yeah. Her, the character, her character was just... Again, she was every single line of dialogue revolved around her being, you know, promiscuous and people either giving her shit about that or kind of empowering her on that front. I will say, though, I did really like the candle wax scene. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So those of you who haven't seen it, basically, there's this guy who's been hitting on her the entire night and just not taking no for an answer and then basically flashes her at one point. So she is just like, okay, all right, you know what? I'll pretend I'm into this. And then she ties him up, blindfolds him, and then says stuff like, do you want a little bit of a wax or something like that? And then basically just dumps an entire candle on his dick. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, all right, all right, that's kind of funny. Okay, well, that, that's what he says to her. Is he, he, he drops his trout and is like, well, come on, wax it. And she's like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think I actually, when I first watched it, I feel like back in the day, you know, back as a young, whatever it was when I first watched this movie. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I, I think that she's pretty, like, uh, you know, lame. Um, but I will say this watch through, I really kind of felt more sympathy for her, kind of like Barb uh, or Margot Kidder, Kidder in um, Black Christmas, where I feel like she's mm-hmm. a character who's sexualized, but doesn't necessarily do anything other than, you know, like she, there's scenes of her, like, you know, a guy she likes trying to flirt with them and stuff, but that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think this movie again. If we're talking about kind of like a more feminist angle of the, of the film, like yeah, she's an attractive woman who you know is interested in meeting somebody, uh, but as a result, is just objectified by everybody she meets. Um, and I, I even to the point, even the detective does it, and it's really fucking creepy. Uh, and it's like yeah. I, I kind of liked it. Like I, I, I kind of like, like again, she did not act very well in this movie. Um, and I think it's more her dialogue delivery. <laughs> it's, it's like she just has a hard time with her dialogue. I don't know why. Um, uh, I don't know if it was like the first take. I didn't give her time to rehearse, but it's very just kind of like almost delivered like one-liners. Um, so I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, maybe her time was limited as well, so they just kind of filmed these scenes of her where she just didn't have chemistry with anybody other really than Kate. I felt like, um, but it, it felt to me like it was it was kind of a commentary on the fact that like yeah, she's an attractive woman. Yeah, she's you know she's she is. They allude to being sexually active, but like she kind of gets less action than anybody in this movie other than that one scene. Um, so it's, you know, I think that's almost kind of like, almost makes her kind of a sad character, kind of like Margot Kidder in um, uh, in Black Christmas, who has the same thing happen to people. They're just like, oh, look at her being sexual, like they're all sexualizing and stuff. But she's just like, you know, she she is sexual, but not, but you know, not in like a, a slutty way, not in a sleazy way. And I think mm-hmm. that the, but the guys around her take her, take her at that. 
Uh, so I, and I, I'm wondering I like too. She's a very empowered character throughout yeah. this entire movie. Like she's the one that instigates a lot of stuff. She's the one that makes her own decisions. And I think that's probably just from discussing and talking. You know, back in the '80s versus the '90s versus just the whole movement in general. If there was a lot of this character archetype because that's kind of the common, the safe way to show like, yeah, this woman is empowered is just to kind of show her on that end. So. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like yeah, I feel like I, I feel like it's like a sex positive character, but also like somebody who, as you mentioned, like I think yeah, she's like she's kind of like a smart character in the series. Like she's like oh yeah, like if you think about it, like she's like she like yeah, she gets she gets like in the, even the way she's killed, kind of sad because she because she like finally got to meet up with a guy that she liked and was interested in having a relationship with, and all he wanted her to do was suck him off. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like kind of a morally defeating position. Like you know, all the girls in this in this movie are trying to find somebody. That's the big part of what's being talked about. Is like you know they're they're trying to you know they're trying to find love quote unquote and she just constantly finds guys who just you know want her body more or less uh, yeah. so like I don't know I thought her character was well done I like I wish it was better acted I wish they had spent more time on it but I think that could have been something that was explored more like I was surprised I didn't because I I, I I remember watching this movie and just being like ah there's Denise Richards that you know that character who in all these movies is just kind of there to like be like the quote unquote hot character. Uh, but I, I thought there's more to her in this movie. I, I think of the characters, honestly, I think she's the most developed, which is really weird. Cause she, I think that she does kind of fill that archetype, but like, I feel like she has the most characterization and actual stuff going on with her in the movie. Um, even mm-hmm. to the point with that, with that police officer who were, or the direct detective, who's just like a fucking like creep. And it's weird because he almost yeah. like... And those who haven't watched the movie, just I want to real quick explain this scene. So basically they had this scene later on where they go to the police and they're just like, hey, all of our friends are being killed off and we think we know who it is. And afterwards the detective's just like, okay, all of you can go. I'll look into it. Except for you, Denise Richards, you stay behind. And then he basically becomes a creep and is just like, no, we need to talk about the sexual chemistry between us. And it was very weird, very awkward scene. Because mm. it, it was just very clearly like, the cop being creepy. So. so I have a question for you. Did you think that was what was yeah. going to happen? When when he's like, you guys need to leave. Did you think that was going to happen? That is what was going to happen? No. But what, what did no. you think was going to happen in that moment? I, I, I think it was going to be something like the policeman saying, I think you're the killer or I'm on to you or something like that. That's really what I thought was going to happen. But hmm. I, I don't know why they include that in the movie. It's a very weird scene. I made sure to justify your... his death later. So I thought it was going to turn out that he was her father. Mm. See, that, I mm. thought the twist was going to be that he was her dad and she was like joking with him and he was going to be like hey I need you to take things seriously and that's why he was like hey stay behind he's going to be revealed ah, he's going to be like okay. hey like I'm worried about this and like you're just going to be fucking around joking. you know because that would kind of make sense that she's just fucking with him you know yeah. or like her uncle or something like that you know she's kind of fucking with him and then like he's like hey like take this seriously please like you know like that's what I thought was going to be so when it turned out to actually be they just hang on her I was like oh god what the fuck like especially because yeah, before then he's like doing an okay job of you know like, it's funny because, like, he's kind of reasonable at times where he's like, hey, guys, like, I'm looking for this JM guy. You knew a JM. You didn't fucking tell me about it. Like, what the hell? Like, you know, he, and like, and then, and then she kind of sasses him and you're like, okay, like, you know, like, he's, he's kind of actually trying to do his job. But then as soon as they do that, you're like, okay, well, now as a character, you're just kind of dead. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of being a creep. Um, and then he gets killed off screen, too, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah. Like, but, I mean, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Nothing lost there. Oh, yeah, but, I, I mean, like, I think they're setting, like, I think when you deliver something like that in the movie, I think like you want to see his demise then, you know? Yeah, like, I yeah, think yeah, definitely. It should have been that he got a text from Denise Richards being like, hey, come over here to meet me, and it turns out it's, you know, Jason Boreanaz pops up and is like, hey, baby, you know, like, <laughs> and then he could be like, want some head, and then, you know, cuts off his head, because that's, <laughs> that's how he found his body, <laughs> we, find, we find his head, uh, you know, um, and then he drops his IOU note, which is 
what a what a foolish mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. Something. Any any other kind of standout moments for you in the film? Not particularly. No. Like honestly, I think there are a lot of individual moments that kind of kept me entertained. But I think this is a movie that's going to be very forgettable once uh, once the time goes on. Um, but I do want to jump into our classic segment, if yes. there's nothing else you want to discuss about. Where do you think this sequel to this movie would go from? All right. So I have two... So I have kind of two parts to this. All right. So I think... So for me, the sequel... My, my plot for the sequel is that Jason Boreanaz and... Uh, so you could either do this as an actual direct... So I'm going direct sequel line. So have Jason Boreanaz and Kate... I don't remember her actress's name. I also don't, Jeremy and Kate go abroad and they go on a trip to Japan... Uh, because I don't know, maybe some of that, maybe this is where all the bullies move to, you know, they, they somehow start, start mm-hmm. tech start up there, and, you know, in this movie, he's killing all the women. Uh, so here he goes, you know, he goes, they, they go on that and they start, you know, something happens that I don't know what the plot is, but it takes place the day after Valentine's day. And it's going to be called white day. Cause in Japan on Valentine's <laughs> day, the girls give guys chocolate. And then on white day, the following day, I guess it's holiday or like the following week or something like that. It's like a future date. It's the following month. Following mm-hmm. month, yeah. The guys have to give yeah. the girls back chocolate, and it's usually like you, it's there's a multiplier on it, so it's like you know you give my, you know, it accrued interest. You have to give them a little bit more back. Uh, yeah. And so I want it to be that. I want it to be a movie called White Day, and it's about like I don't know some somehow I I couldn't figure out what a good reversal would be. Either they're going after the bullies who are just left out of this movie, because um, that could be kind of a fun thing. Um, or my other thought was make it kind of a thriller where she kind of knows what's going on, you know. Like, uh, I don't know, like, it's make it like one of those ones where it's like, she still has her suspicions about him. But my only question with that would be like, would you go the, the route of actually having him not be a killer anymore? Be like, yeah, I killed your friends. So I'm not killing these people now. <laughs> or like, mm-hmm. you know, how it'd be obvious if Jason Boreanaz is still killing people. Because I don't think he's doing anything anymore. He'll come back for it. Like, what has he done lately? <laughs> you know, have it be an older one. Or, you know, again, or just set <laughs> in Japan and have it be, or, you know, have it be about White Day. I just, I just want White Day to be the sequel. That, that's, that's, that's what I want. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this one I couldn't get very far with just because I'm like, I don't think there's enough characters here for me to really kind of follow the story necessarily, you know. Um, but how about you? Yeah, and what, most what of them died, so yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm thinking probably at this point. Um, I mean, obviously, like the biggest kind of sort of Damocles at the end of this movie is eventually Kate's going to find out about David Boreanaz's past. If this is how it's typically going to go, Kate's going to be killed off in the first scene of the sequel because. You know, she asked for more money, but they only wanted her for just this one little thing. So probably either she's killed off screen or they use a body double um, and just like show the back of her head or something like that. And then she dies from there. And then I think then David Boreanaz just goes full on incel and just kills happy couples the entire time around. Or oh. just, I don't know, becomes, you know, just goes around on Valentine's Day and it's just like, I just, I don't want anyone to be happy on Valentine's Day. So I'm going to kill everybody because if I can't be happy, nobody can. Which would make sense with his character and his upbringing and everything like that. So, what if he discovers yeah. like uh, Tinder, and it's like, ooh, yeah, you know. they could use like online dating as part of it, which it was kind of put on this. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, 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 they do talk a lot about online dating and speed dating and that sort of thing too. So I think just yeah, kind of David Boreanaz being single again um, and just going around and figuring out new ways to kill people based on the uh, stuff. So yeah, I mean, honestly, you know what I would want. I would just want a like a remake, like you know, make it a remake reboot, uh, but have it just be set in the modern age, have it be set with high school students, because I do feel like mm-hmm. bullying, like you know, I think for a, a lot of times they have that bullying thing, and it's that middle school bullying and, and thing, and but I feel like nowadays, especially with like TikTok and everything, I feel like you could really frame this around again around women's 
bodies and how they're treated and stuff and objectified. I think that like, you can totally still tie that in because with TikTok and like you know for like uh, Instagram and all those things, a lot of those things are kind of uh, a lot of those are used to objectify women in different ways. Um, but you know, have it be kind of like some story, or you know, even college where like you know people get bullied again, and it can either happen that same year or where you know kid gets bullied, you know, maybe virtually as well, and then like you know he's getting revenge. You know, if you want to tie it in at the end, have it turn out that it's one of Jason, it's Jason Borgnine's kid or something. You know, have it be mm-hmm. like, you know, they moved on, they had kids, they moved on their life, they're happy together, but you know, their son is still, you know, you know, mentally weird. You know, again, or have maybe have be a, have it be a female killer in this in this time. Um, but I feel like this movie could easily be redone. Uh, but and by redone, I mean take the name and have it be killings on on uh, uh, Valentine's. Day. I guess that that's the one thing. I guess if I was, if you were to remake it, this movie, it would be very, it would just be it would be for the namesake would be any, more than anything. Hmm. You know, get a, get a cooler cherub mask, you know? Come on. <laughs> um, I will say, the cherub mask in this movie, like, looks great sometimes, looks like shit other times. Like, does he have backup cherub masks? Because the ones, the one that's at the uh, the Valentine's Day party and the one that's left in the elevator are completely different from the one he's wearing the entire movie. Yes, so, does he just, I like, agree. Toss I, one I around. I noticed that, too. He has a little backup yeah, just I, in case. <laughs> I noticed that, too. I was just like, okay, the continuity between, like, the ways that people were wearing clothing and the ways that, like, one character would have a jacket in one scene and then, like, they would have a jacket off in the next scene, but then it would suddenly reappear in the middle of the scene and stuff like that. Yeah, the continuity wasn't too good with this movie, either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm curious how, like, how long you said that Jason, Jason yeah, David Boreanaz could only be there for, like, two weeks, and I'm like... Did they decide to just film it in two weeks? Maybe that's why it seems so rushed. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we're not going to shoot. We're going to shoot the entire movie. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, we could do his scenes. We might as well do the rest in two weeks as well. Let's exactly. go for it. You know, like, they're like, ah, Denise Richards needs to go back to the Starship Troopers uh, 3. But then they, she wasn't in that. But, you know, you know it, it could be. Like, I'd feel something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, think, I feel like they could, they could definitely do this movie again. Um, and, you know, maybe takes their time on it. And make it like, because I think you know we're at a good time now too. I think for these slashers to come back with Scream and stuff being popular, I would like to see like another kind of. Have we had any more kind of recent other than the Scream franchise like slashers that have come out? Have those existed. Mm, let's see, twenty twenties slashers. Yeah, I mean, there's like little stuff here and there. Um, remember Hatchet? Hatchet oh, came out. Hatchet was uh, wild. Right? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was like 2011, 2012. Yeah, got a couple sequels. Uh, you know, it's got the new Chucky, which we did an episode on on that front. Yeah, slashers just really aren't. Uh, I mean, X, if you count that one. I, I, I haven't X seen Pearl yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah Fear Street. Fear Street, possibly. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Halloween kills, Halloween ends, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. Uh, trying to think. So, yeah, 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 we've had them, but they've, they've always had something on that one. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I, I want to see. I want, I want us to bring back a, a good classic slasher. Uh, I feel like that, you know, that'd be good. I, I feel like we haven't gotten one in a while. Uh, and I don't count the Halloween films. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess they're they're doing the uh, the strangers films. Even those are, I think, you know, I just I want the people just following somebody around. That's what I want. I guess actually mm-hmm. we just had um, we just had Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was 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 a good. Oh one. yeah yeah yeah, that just came out too. Yeah, so Thanksgiving was good. Yeah, more of those. Give me give me some more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts on Valentine twenty one? 2001. <laughs> 2000, yeah, it's like 2021. Wow, that was so, uh, so yeah. recent. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I think it's, you know, we've been hard on it. I don't think it's a good movie, uh, but I wouldn't be, a, you know, given that there's a limited run of, uh, of uh, Valentine's Day-themed horror, you know, I'd say it's worth keeping in, this, in, in the, you know, your cycle to watch every now and then. I don't think it's worth paying attention to. Uh, I think it, <laughs> I think it, you know, it kind of falls victim to, I think, some of the other, uh, 
the later entries of the like Friday Thirteenth franchise, where there's just like, you know, tune it, pay attention when the kills are there, but otherwise just kind of zone out. Yeah, yeah, because you're not messing much with the dialogue. Yeah, no, no, no dialogue. There we go. Uh, one, one final thing I do want to say, and I just closed out this tab. Uh, Valentine, two thousand one. Let me pull this up again. Uh, the director has actually publicly apologized to this movie, Jamie Blanks. Uh, who is also the one who did Urban um, Urban Legend as well. Oh, my God. That one. I'm, not, I'm not surprised. They, they feel very familiar. Yeah, uh, yeah they definitely do. But uh, the exact words real quick, let me find this. Uh, Blank said later in an interview, forgive me for Valentine. A lot of people gave me grief for that, but we did our best. So even even the director didn't like this movie, it seems uh, like. <laughs> that's kind of sad, though. I mean, like, I don't want him to feel bad about it. Like, yeah. you know, he didn't make a comment about, like, how uh, fucking, you know, um, Blair Witch Project 2 is the best Blair Witch movie. Like, he doesn't have to apologize. <laughs> See, our episode on Christmas Bloody Christmas for that one. Um, that's funny. Like, there's no reason to apologize for that. I mean, like, yeah. Because it wasn't terrible. Like, yeah, like, if this came out in the 90s, I would be, I would be more okay. With, not that it's, you know, not, uh-huh. not that it needed to. Not that it's, a, it's not that it's not that it would be better back then, but I just feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's of an era, I feel like. Yes, um, it definitely is. And it, it did make me oddly nostalgic for a lot of these types of movies. So, And that, I will say... I, I will give it that. I read I read the review of... Um, or no, not the review, but, you know, a rough uh, explanation of what the book was. And maybe apologize to the to the author of that book. But, like, <laughs> that's that's maybe all it is. Because that, that, that book has nothing nothing really related to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It seems like a very... It seems like it's basically just about a woman who's getting socked by a killer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the um, I know you did last summer movie by Lois Duncan. I read that book uh, by when I was a kid because I wasn't able to see the movie. And then I watched the movie. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, a similar <laughs> reaction. I, I'm sure the author had, um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's worth apologizing for. Like you like you created some abomination. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely not. Like worst case, this was a boring movie, and I didn't particularly like it. But it, it wasn't offensive. It was absolutely not offensive at all. No, so. and I mean, and I think Every Legend was pretty good. So, you know? Yeah. There you go. You, you, you <laughs> got, you did one well. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Awesome. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, this has been Perimeter Screwheads Talk Horror. Uh, we are active on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any requests, if you have any uh, movies you'd like to see, let us know. Or if you just want to give any comment, go ahead and let us know as well. We have done past requests for uh, from fans before. So that's absolutely fine. Uh, other than that, thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Horror Movie Story by the band Teddy's Atlas. You can get that off the album um, Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Other than that, uh, check out our new episode in two weeks and stay groovy. Bye.